Hi, it's Kate Gabriel. I get massacred by Art the Clown in Terrifier 2. And you're listening to Horror Homeschool. Hello, welcome back to Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ashley. How are you doing, Ashley? I am doing good. How are you? I'm I'm fine. I'm really stoked to be talking about my favourite movie of last year, Terrifier 2. Um, but before we get into that, um, I've got a bit of bait to keep everyone listening to the end of the episode. And for you to stay on the call as well actually because i've not actually announced this news to you yet either oh my god i wanted to i wanted to wait to share it live with you on air for the first time yeah so keep listening and i'll announce the uh the announcement at the end i cannot believe that i have to wait (laughs) the whole thing i know i'm cruel but yeah that's to keep people listening um but as for this episode let's get stuck in so Last time, obviously, we covered Terrifier, um, the 2016 movie. Um, I absolutely love it. You liked it too, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Terrifier 2. So this movie uh, got its initial release in jolly old England for once. Uh, for once, us Brits saw it first. Um, so it was a, a one-off showing at a Fright Fest indie film festival um, on the 29th of August, 2022. Uh, which I know Alice from Drunken Horror attended. Um, I don't know if she saw Terrifier 2, though. Uh, she did see Deadstream, which I've been recommending you to watch. So I think you'll like that one. Oh, maybe um, I'll watch it today, because I don't have yeah, anything else to do. Give it a bash. Um, but yeah, so this movie, Terrifier 2, it then got its first American premiere the following month at an indie film festival called Fantastic Fest on the 22nd of September 2022. Um, and that date is actually six years after the initial film fest release of the first one. So quite a gap there. Um, and then it was released nationally only in American theatres on the 6th of October 2022. Um, and that's four years after the worldwide release of Terrifier 1. Uh, but yeah, you can only see it in theatres in America. Everywhere else in the world, we could only see it on digital Blu-ray and DVD. And for some, it was only just released this week in France, Argentina and Mexico. And in some places in Europe, they're still waiting on its release, including the Netherlands, Portugal and Spain. So it's just going to be one of them films. Uh, The buzz around it has been crazy, you know, unless you've been living under a rock last year. Oh, yeah, for real. It was a huge, huge movie. Like, 
I got swept up in it. I was on the hunt for the DVD for weeks and weeks. It was getting sold for silly prices on eBay. It was like going for hundreds of pounds just for a DVD. Um, I managed to pick it up at my local Asda, which is the same company as Walmart, I think. Um, but I literally, I was going in every day asking if they had it in. And I, it, I was <laughs> driving the staff around the bend, making them go in the stock room and look for me. And then I remember the day I went in. Oh my in, God, they're like, and they, who is this guy? Yeah, <laughs> who is this creepy guy? Um, but yeah, I got swept up in Terrify 2 Mania, well and truly. Um, this is written and directed by Damien Leone in Leone We Trust. Um, the synopsis is as follows. After being resurrected by a sinister entity, Art the Clown returns to the timid town of Miles County, where he targets a teenage girl and her younger brother on Halloween night. And I've got a bunch of trivia to get through. There's loads of fun stuff about this movie. Um, I've actually just got done watching a 45-minute documentary behind the scenes on YouTube. Uh, if anyone wants to have a look at that, I do recommend it. It's it's quite fun to see how they did all the effects in it and that. Um, but yeah, so trivia. So on a micro budget of $250,000, this movie grossed almost $13 million worldwide. So it made over 50 times its budget. That's incredible. Insane. Um, yeah, it was originally only going to get a limited theatrical release for one weekend. However, because the movie was such a success, they ended up extending it way past Halloween and it broke the top 10 at the box office on multiple weekends. Um, writer-director Damien Leone is a big Fleetwood Mac fan. His favourite albums by them is Tango in the Night and Tusk. Nice. Um, the mid So this is fun. So the mid-credit scene, you know where Victoria gives birth to Art's head? Mm-hmm. Spoiler oh, alert. To, yeah, well, the whole <laughs> this whole podcast <laughs> is a spoiler for the movie. But yeah, I wanted to mention that to you. Like, please watch the mid-credit scene. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. No, I yeah. already did, yeah. Um, obviously that's what happens Victoria gives birth to Art's head um, which is actually a reshoot so originally they had a very different ending however it was too similar to Malignant so spoilers for Malignant for the next few minutes if you want to skip forward if you have not seen that movie so originally the nurse who is actually played by the same actor who plays the clown cafe host you know who sings the song and gets set on fire yeah. Did you notice? Same girl? I did not notice, but mm-hmm. that actually kind of makes sense, yes. Um, so she inspects her head, and then all of a sudden, her fingers get bitten off, and you don't know what's going on, and there's like mayhem, and Chris Jericho tackles her, and then Victoria reaches up, grabs the back of her scalp, rips her scalp open, and it's Art the Clown growing on the back of her head like a tumour. Yeah, that's like identical yeah. <laughs> to malignant <laughs> so a couple of months which would after still they... have been really cool i think yeah uh, but a couple of months after they shot it malignant then came out and they watched it and said oh my god we both did the same thing we can't possibly do that so they had to redo it um and production designer olga turka suggested that victoria gave birth to art instead and damien leone ran with the idea uh lauren lavera is actually trained in martial arts and did most of her own stunts in this movie. Hmm. You know that scene where she like falls through the floor into like a different room underneath and all that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I actually... could tell that she was, she had to been in some sort of sport because of how incredibly toned and beautiful she was. Yeah. <laughs> like there's literally footage of her like falling like 20 feet through. And I'm like, holy shit, that was actually her that did that. And obviously that was her in the tank as well and mm-hmm. and all that shit. But yeah, absolute trooper. Um, so this is crazy. So filming of Terrified 2 began in October 2019, but they had to shut down production in March 2020 because of COVID as the world went into quarantine. The movie was almost complete. It then went into production hell for the next two years until it's released last year. Dang. Um Stephen King gave this a shout out on Twitter saying Terrifier 2 grossing you out old school. Um, <laughs> writer director Damien Leone stated on Instagram that Sienna is a character that he's been trying to get from page to screen for more than a decade. Oh, he's, wow. He says, she's my favorite character I've ever written. And seeing Lauren Levera bring her to life, uh, sorry, breathe her to life has been an absolute dream come true that I will cherish always. Lauren was born to play Sienna. So that's pretty awesome. Um, David Howard Thornton, who plays Art the Clown, was very active in writing Art's character. Um, him and Leon brainstormed a lot uh, about the kills together and even took the COVID-19 pandemic halt in production as an opportunity to expand upon pre-existing kills in the film. Wow. Um, David Howard Thornton uh, did in fact have a speaking role uh, he actually did the voiceover for the Art Crispy's serial commercial during the dream sequence. Nice. Um, the scene shot in the Terrifier haunted house was actually filmed in a real haunted house called Fright Factory in Philadelphia. Um, so they didn't need any set builds for those scenes. Uh, they just used what was there. Absolutely not. That's on my horror movie location pilgrimage list. I've got to visit Fright Factory in Philadelphia. <laughs> to be in Terrifier 2. Um, so this movie is actually an hour longer than the first one, uh, almost two and a half hours. And the uncut version, which I hope comes out one day, is considerably longer. Oh, my God. Um, Art the Clown's face makeup is similar to Marcel Marceau, who is a legendary French mime from the 1950s. So yep, I already knew that. <laughs> have you have you seen a picture of this guy? Do a quick yeah, Google. Yeah, I, I I've seen him in like I've seen parts of his movies before even this movie was out. Oh right, because I hadn't heard of him or even seen him, so I did a Google and I was like, whoa, that is that is terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. Uh, but yeah, the the makeup's very similar. But this guy, this clown, he survived Nazi occupation and saved many children in World War Two. Um, he was regarded for his peerless style pantomime, moving audiences without uttering a single word, word, sorry, and was known to the world as a master of silence. Wow. So a hero, unlike Art the Clown, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Although Ash would argue that Art the Clown is a hero and did last night on the Nerdies. He nominated him for Hero of the Year and Villain of the Year. He would, too. Uh, Art the Clown actually won the Nerdies last night for Villain of the Year, which I was very surprised about. Uh, due to a public vote, everyone pretty much went for Art the Clown, going against all of the um, the hosts who voted for the people. <laughs> nice. And the, re- the reason why they said that he'd win uh, Villain of the Year is because 
none of them had actually seen Terrifier 2 because they were too scared to watch it, which then in turn means that he was the best villain because he scared them so much just in a picture or a trailer that they didn't even want to watch the movie. <laughs> so mm. makes sense. Um, so the fictional Miles County is located reasonably close to New York City. Uh, the costume shop Sienna and Ali go to is located in New York City, as shown on the costume shop bag. Uh, it's called Abracadabra. Um, and the local news also discusses a parade being held in New York City. Nice. Um, the movie uh, was reportedly so violent and gory that uh, it had people vomiting and fainting inside movie theatres. In some instances, ambulances were called. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a little dramatic. <laughs> did you hear about all that when it happened? Yeah, I did. I was like, oh, okay. Um, uh, do you know about, well, I, I've told you, I showed you the picture about when I went to the cinema uh, to see a different film where someone vomited in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, for people that didn't see that on my Instagram, I went to go see Violent Night, the David Harbour Santa oh, horror so film. Uh, which is a fun movie but yes someone blew chunks during that and literally it was so disgusting it was all over the back of a seat like that I was actually gonna sit in so thank god I didn't sit there but this dude like I think it was during the injury detail scene he just couldn't handle it and just vomited everywhere through the what scene uh there's like an injury detail scene you know where he's like he's hurt himself and it's like he's looking at his his wound oh yeah, yeah yeah okay um, but yeah, I just thought that was funny, and I tweeted it, and I tagged Terrifier Two in it, and I said, "You've got some competition with Violent Night." <laughs> nice, because <laughs> that's a pretty gory film. Not nowhere near on this level of Terrifier Two, but yeah, I thought. I mean, yeah, I guess it was pretty gory. I liked it a lot, though. Um, David Howard Thornton was disgusted when he had to pull the innards out of bodies of victims. He said they were cold, slimy, and gross. Oh my god, that's so disgusting. And um, goat brains were actually used inside of the mum's prosthetic head when it gets shot. No, gross. Um, Leone stated that the most complex scene to shoot was Ali's kill in the bedroom. At the end where Ali's mum discovers Art cutting up her body, uh, they actually built a life-size animatronic dummy of Ali. Um, and the whole room was a set build, and they had people like underneath the beds, like behind the wall to move the dummy. And they used like rubber gloves and tubing in her chest to make it look like she was breathing. Oh, like, weird. So cool. Like, if you watch, I know I keep going on about it, but there's that documentary on YouTube. It's incredible, like the work that went into all the practical effects on this movie. Like, so much work went into it, and I just admire it so much. And you can tell. Um, There's also tons of like um, head casts made, you know, because a lot of people get like properly annihilated and it's like close up <laughs> to their face and stuff like that. So these actors actually had to sit in and have stuff, you know, poured over their head, like head and shoulders, and be sat getting a face and head and shoulders cast of of them. I mean, dude, I couldn't do that. I'd freak the fuck out, like. I just couldn't, I couldn't hack that sitting there and getting my whole face covered and it would be horrible. Um, uh, no, I, there's no way I could. No, no. Uh, so during production, the crew listened to Lady Gaga and no doubt when doing the pale girls makeup 
And during the bedroom scene, they listen to Aerosmith and Kiss. Nice. <laughs> and there's also footage of them dancing to Shaggy, Wasn't Me, and the Baha men who let the dogs out. Um, got some goofs here. Uh, so the acid that Art the Clown took from the morgue and later threw on Brooke's face was fluorantimonic acid, which is known as a super acid and one of the strongest acids in the world. Um, coming into contact with it will likely kill you. Um, but in this movie, Art holds it in a clear glass bottle um, and that kind of super acid is capable of dissolving even glass. So technically, he couldn't possibly be holding something with it contained in that kind of jar. Um, I mean, Lord knows what kind of thing you'd contain that kind of shit in. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's like xenomorph blood. Um, another one that I'd noticed a couple of watches in uh, when Sienna's drinking a tea or coffee in the scene the next day after the fire, um, she spills it as she goes to take a sip and just carries on the scene like a pro. Uh, but now I've pointed it out, you'll notice it every time. <laughs> um, so that's it for the trivia. Let's get into initial thoughts. So you know how much I love this movie, so I want you to go first. Um, what are your initial thoughts on Terrifier 2, Ashley? I don't understand the story, um, but I liked, I liked it. I did. I don't... Yay! love it the way that you love it but that's mainly because of confusion mm. it's definitely worth a rewatch. trust me um is it I was though very because on the first watch it's a little gory for me wow okay well i don't know why i'm so surprised it is definitely the goriest film i've ever seen and probably one of the goriest films of all time yeah and kevin and i were watching it and he's just like he's like so he won't watch Hostel this is way worse than Hostel he's like you won't watch hold on um, a minute this is the Saw super fan dude this movie the, no this movie's way more violent than yeah but Saw. I thought Kevin was a gore hound I thought he liked a lot of shit oh he yeah. is he wasn't complaining like about the gore he's just saying like he, he doesn't care about the gore I would think it was too gory for me he just is like he won't watch these other movies when they when this movie's far more gory than these other ones that we we're talking about. Oh, sorry. So you're quoting me because I thought you were saying Kevin won't watch Hostel. Oh no, no, no. yeah. So you know you won't watch Hostel. Oh yeah, no, I, I watched it, but that was too. That was I just didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. Like, I see what you mean. I thought you I were, said that I wanted <laughs> to watch. Kevin. I wanted to watch. Um, evil dead with you than the most recent one and you're mm -hmm. like no it's too bloody and too gory and i'm like this is way more gory yeah but again like what i touched on at the end of the last episode it's about the tone of the movie and the humor of art like it's because it's got that in it 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 brings it up but it, it gives it a bit of levity if it's just like a bleak bloody movie just gore gore and just seriousness like I, I don't like that, but I have fun with this. I find it a, a lot of fun because of art. I don't I don't really mind the like body gore and stuff like that or like the the blood. I just can't stand the shitting. <laughs> I just can't I can't deal with that. And I have a Sh note. shitting. Do you say all shitting? The, yes, 
all the poop. Who? Oh, you mean from the pale girl at the start? Well, there's that. And then, you know, even in the first movie, he's like smearing it all over the I'm just oh, like, yeah. I cannot. Oh, there's not much of that. That was just like over and done Ooh, with. But even. <laughs> but anyway, okay. so. Okay, so those are my. That's my initial thoughts. I'm, I'm okay. confused. So you go. I know what your initial thoughts are already. <laughs> well, my initial thoughts were like similar to yours the first time I watched it. I was confused. I was a bit let down because I love the first one so much and I just wanted that again. But this is a completely different movie to the first one. Right. Like, you know, I was absolutely blown away by the original. And after hearing so much hype and so much controversy surrounding this one, like my hopes were like really riding high. But on initial watch, I was a bit confused and disappointed. You know, I was expecting a straight up sequel in the same style, same vibe. And yeah, I original. think that's, yeah, that's exactly um, how I feel. Which is the first one's a straight up 80s style, low budget slasher. Um, but this is a very different movie that I wasn't expecting. Like, I like the simple premise of the first one. Um, and I thought this one got a bit too complicated and it took mm-hmm. away what was special about the first one. Like I was unsure on the fantasy elements and the supernatural elements and the musical segment with the dream sequence, like, and just like the over the top gore. Um, but one thing that I was absolutely sure on that I loved was the final girl. I loved Sienna and I loved Yeah, her. I liked her a lot too. Yeah, I thought she, um, was, she was great. And I, I'll get into it. Sorry. I loved I loved Art as well. I thought he was leveling up in this movie. He was, you know, even even more menacing and scary. I know. Um, and this movie just cements him as a new horror icon. Like he deserves to be up on that Mount Rushmore with Leatherface, Chucky, Ghostface, Michael, and Jason for me. Um, even though it's getting pretty crowded up there now, I don't know how many faces they're meant to be. Maybe four. <laughs> so you're just gonna have to like decide to destroy more parts of the earth (laughs) to put in uh, carvings of old white men or something (laughs) but yeah i mean after coming away from the first watch a bit confused i gave it another watch but this time with abby because like she liked the first one and i was like look you're gonna have to watch this it's it's a it's a movie you know i was like i'll watch it with you and i was really curious about her thoughts on it as well and we had an absolute blast watching it together. Like she really liked it. And it was just a really fun experience watching it with her. Like similar to my Halloween ends experience last year. Like when I first watched that on my own, I was confused. Well, I was, I was more than disappointed with that one, but then watching it with her, it just made it fun. And like, you know, it's so sweet. (laughs) The movie like took on a different like meaning then. Like, we were just, like, laughing at art and, like, wincing at the gore and, like, you know, just in disbelief at what we're seeing with this movie. Uh, and that's what watching horror movies is all about. You know, it, it's cool to watch things on your own sometimes, but sometimes when you watch it with someone else, it just brings, like, a different level of, ha- like, having fun watching it with someone else and sort of, like, feeding off that energy. So I came out of the second watch feeling a lot more love towards it. And then since then, I've not been able to stop thinking about it. Like, I had the Clown Cafe song stuck in my head. I had those scenes replaying in my head. And I just kept thinking about how much I wanted to watch it again. So I did, like, again and again. I think I've watched it four or five times now. Golly. (laughs) It won't be long until I watch it again. Like, each time I love it more and more every time I watch it. Should we talk about highlights then? 
Yes. Okay. Do you want to go first? You want to pick a highlight? I mean, obviously the highlight is Art himself. You know. Yeah. He's like a fresh take on on the scary concept already. I guess if that makes sense. You know, like cause yeah. people are scared of clowns. Some people are scared of mimes. So let's combine them and make him so sinister. <laughs> he is. That it's a great word to use because he's so fucking sinister and scary in this. Like he's just he's amazing. He's a he's a slasher icon, and he's quickly yeah. become one of my favorites now. I just I love watching yeah. him. So like definitely him in acting is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the music, oh, that score. Kevin yes. was getting annoyed with me because I said it about four or five times. <laughs> yeah, I knew you loved the score in there. I was so just good. like, this is my vibe. It's like um, gloriously 80s. Like, oh, it's so good. It's like it's got themes of the first one. And it's it's the same. It's the same composer. It's still um, oh, fuck. What's his name? What's his name? I can't remember now. I'm gonna have to find it out. But um, it's got a new slant on it this time. It's sort of less Carpenter and more Stranger Things. Yes, that's what I got too. Oh, it was so good. Who does the score? Just like Paul Wiley. Amazing stuff. Love it. Um, but yeah, just it fits so well with the aesthetics of the movie. Um, yeah, for sure. And it doesn't feel like it's forced. Like th- there is a lot of this 80s sort of revival going on you know, mainly due to the success of Stranger Things and stuff. like. And I'm here for it. Everything's set in the 80s now, and it's like a whole thing. But I like that this isn't set in the 80s. It's it's set now, but it's using those sort of themes musically and, and aesthetically. But it just works. It, it just works so beautifully. I love it. I love the whole thing, how it looks, how it sounds. Like I say, it's a completely different movie to the first one. It's almost like pretty like it's quite like you know cinematography wise like the first one was very like gritty wasn't it mm-hmm. this one's more pretty <clears throat> yeah Pre- pretty gore you know i mean if that's in a, a genre but it's, well it's, it is now it's, it's it is it's, it's gory and beautiful um what do you think about the pale girl in this would you like to to hear my exact notes go on. about her uh the first one is i needed a warning for the creepy girl and i texted ash and i said there need did i tell that to him or did i tell you that to kevin i don't remember but anyways i thought of there needs to be a www dot is the kid creepy.com and then (laughs) like does the dog die is yes and then i wrote the legit audacity of Chris, Christopher Wakefield, a creepy kid and creepy dolls and you know creepy what? clowns. I did not, I did not think. And I wondered why you sent me their messages like, why, why, no, why are you doing this to me? I was like, what? Like, I don't understand. Is it the bedroom scene she's talking about? Like, what is it? But I forgot that you hate creepy kids and you hate clowns. So, yes, that will do it. <laughs> second that little girl was on I was like are you kidding me <laughs> I was like I had no idea was, oh my god and then she just like diarrhea is all over the floor and I was like oh my god <laughs> if you didn't have to watch this movie for the pod you would have turned it off at that point right 
I I honestly think I would. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, I'm out. <laughs> I was just like, I'm fine with him killing and I'm fine with him mutilating. But I was just like, creepy kid. And then when you find out that it's a demon, I was like, are you joking? I was like, no, <laughs> I cannot deal with this. Yeah, I mean, she definitely brings a whole new level of creepy to this. And I really like it. Like, I'm here for it. First of all, she was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. So scary. If you would have told me that was a real little demon girl, I would have been like, yeah, you're right. That was a real (laughs) little demon girl. (laughs) Yeah, it was actually played by, I think, three different actors. Obviously, you had the main girl who did, like, most of it. But I think there's a scene, yeah, there's two other scenes where it's a different actor. Um, the scene where she sat in the car with the glowing eyes, mm-hmm. that's a different actor. And the vanity uh, scene where she sat at the mirror and she has her face carved up, mm-hmm. different actor. Um, obviously, that them actors must have been a bit older to be able to do those scenes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she did a fantastic job. <laughs> so good. Um, and yeah, this movie, like, it's actually scary. Like, it's got some great jump scares as well. Like, even after multiple watches, it still gets me. Like, it's actually a scary film. Yeah, it. It, it is. Um, I really liked uh, the brother and the sister dynamic. I, I yes. enjoyed that. I thought that was sweet. It was believable too, wasn't it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I just like the fact that she was like, my brother might be a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, she thinks about it. She's like, nah, he's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, um, yeah, so I, th- I mean, I thought it was totally creepy. I thought the special effects were beautiful. Um, acting was good to me. At least Kevin was like, Kevin hated yeah. it, by the it, way. There was, hated- there was one, one actor in particular that was absolutely atrocious. And do, do you know who I'm going to say? It's pretty obvious. I think I do know who you're going to say. Who? The mom? Oh, yeah. I couldn't. I oh, couldn't deal I mean, with her. As Ryan would say, woof. I mean, I apologize if she's listening or if someone close to her is listening to this. She probably worked really hard on this. Um, but, I mean, come on. I. I'm sorry, but that was some of the worst acting I think I've ever seen in a film. And, and not only that, but they just, they didn't write her character. They didn't, I don't know how I to just, put it. I, to me, They made her character right cuss, person. like, overly. Like, like she just she just overly cussed. And I think that was, like, something that threw me off. Mm, it was because, a little bit too Rob Zombie for me, that dialogue. Yeah, because I it was It would just have like, worked with that kind of family. But because they were a nice suburban family. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it and it just threw me off because I'm like, honestly, I know that there are probably parents out there that cuss that much. But it was just like, to me, felt like over, over the top. I was like, OK, yeah, like. Yeah, the, the gore wasn't the, over the top in this. It was the cussing, <laughs> the dialogue. No, the, the mom's cussing, the mom, not, not yeah. everybody else's. Uh, but yeah, that was um, that's on my low light. I, I think that's my only low light I have. I've put the mum. Her acting is the worst. It's atrocious, and I hate it. I hate her character. Um, but yeah, that's the only complaint I have about the movie, pretty much. Uh, but even even that performance, I've grown to love now because it's so terrible. 
like some of the way she delivers like some of the lines it's just like <laughs> i think there's a scene where she's like she has a confrontation with jonathan and she goes downstairs and sienna's there and she and she just goes have you ever and then that's it there's like nothing else <laughs> it's like <laughs> what the fuck so I don't want you to be mad at me, but I do have some low lights. <laughs> okay, well, all right, we'll get them out of the way with them before we talk about some more good stuff. I thought it was too long. Of course, of course. I thought that the like, story made you like your movies to be ninety minutes sharp, and that's it. <laughs> have you ever spoken to me <laughs> like I am? <laughs> sorry, like no, no I know. attention. You, you're span. disabled. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh... <laughs> Just break it up. Just just pause it and come well, back. Well, we to actually it. did. We actually did yeah. end up doing that because I needed to like wash my hair, so I was like, I have better go do this. Um, but so I didn't really, I didn't get the storyline, and I understand like now that I kind of spoke a little bit about it to Ash, and he says that in Terrifier three there should be more explanation about Daddy there, there, and there, sh- there should be, but there won't be. <laughs> this but is I what just, I'm I didn't like that. I didn't. I didn't care. Like, I mean, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you on on that that point. Like, that was one of the things I picked out the first time I watched it. I was just like, I don't get it. I don't get the story. I don't understand why none of it was resolved. It was all brought up, but then nothing was answered, and none of it really made much sense. But it's then like I realized the, what film the, I was watching. I was like, yeah. it doesn't really matter. <laughs> That's it's not like what the Friday the Thirteenth. Um, which one is it? Jason goes to hell. Where it's oh, like the, the terrible body hopping one. Yes, that one. That's yeah. what it reminded me of. Like there was no not not the like storyline, but there was like no no rhyme or reason. No yeah, rhyme fact, or reason for it. Abby actually made that comparison herself the first time she watched it. Uh, it was the whole dagger thing. You know, there was yes. like the mad, magic dagger. Yes, that's what it is. Well, Damien, I would be surprised if he didn't have some sort of influence from that movie because it was quite similar. Thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, there was, like, some, some similarities, like, a lot of, I feel like he took um, things from different horror films, like Michael and Jason and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I didn't like that. I just was like, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit unfocused in that respect. Um, well, it just it just kept going off, on, and it was, like, all over the place, and then, like... The little girl's a mime, and then you find out she's a demon, and then she can actually talk, and you're just like, what? What is happening right now? Yeah. And then you're like, okay, this movie's over, cool, whatever. You're like, she went to hell, or whatever that's supposed to be. He's Freddy Krueger. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and then you get five seconds into the trailer, or the uh, credits, and then the chick gives birth to Art's head, and you're just like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that mid credit scene is fucked up, by the way. Oh, like, yeah. No, totally. It I is. Actually, that's one part of it that I just, like, I can't really deal with. Like, that whole sequence is just, oh, like, too much. That, yeah, that whole... <laughs> it's it's mm. a lot. Plus, yeah. Victoria terrifies me. Like, that face is so scary, it's horrible. <laughs> oh, I know. And I I feel so bad when I say that because I'm just like, you know, like, that's... For people who, you know, that's actually happened to. Oh, yeah. That's got to be so difficult. And I just don't want to add to their difficulties. Yeah. But but now she's been she's been fucked up from the whole experience. I mean, yeah, that's that's something that 
I said we were going to revisit in this movie because obviously it's it's all kind of a bit jumbled up the whole timeline of everything mm-hmm. um which i tell you what we'll get into i do want to sort of break down the movie as well because there's a lot to discuss um i just want to address your comment though about the um the length of it so yeah it is long especially for horror, a horror movie you know two and a half hours it's a long movie anyway especially for this you know type of genre of slasher um and I honestly, I don't feel the runtime. Like I was dreading it because I like short films too. You know, like I don't like sitting there for longer than two hours to watch a movie. So I was dreading the runtime. But to me, it kind of flew by because there was just so much going on and I was enjoying myself so much that it doesn't feel like a two and a half hour movie to me at all. Um, because I just love it from start to finish. Um, so let's talk about, uh, I mean, I've, said i love i love the camera work the cinematography the direction um oh yeah it's another film that's set on halloween that i'm gonna rewatch again at that time of year i love yeah i thought that was pretty cool i love that the terrify films are set at halloween like and i pray that the third one carries on that theme and is also set on halloween it has to right i, I like just... the uh halloween store that they were in yes i, just, I, I love the like... vibe where's that at i want one of those (laughs) like spirit's cool and everything but it's very like campy you know what i mean it's very like um well this is a grimy shop in new york i I love the halloween vibe it totally captures those full vibes and feel Mm -hmm. like it actually reminds me a bit of halloween 4 the way it's just so halloweeny with those vibes Mm -hmm. um so favorite character Obviously, we're going to discuss Sienna and art. We've already of discussed course. art. Yeah, but Sienna, I mean, I mean, she's such a fucking awesome final girl. Like, she's fierce and fearless, and she's just amazing. Like, we haven't yeah, seen a, a final girl like her in a long time. I had to look her up because I was like, I've never seen her before. She's actually, like, almost 30. Whoa, how did you find her age out? Because this has been, like, an online, like, myth. Because she's Oh, I don't know. Had... I just went to Google and it says that she's 28. Oh, okay. So it's now come out because for the longest time, her age wasn't disclosed. And someone just put it out there that she was like in her 40s or something. And she what? responded to that saying like, I'm not in my 40s. That's not true. But didn't say how old she was. So her date of birth, her age was not on the internet until obviously recently. So she's so she's in her late twenties. Did you say? Yeah, um, Lauren Lavera, June fourteenth, nineteen ninety four, age twenty eight, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That must have been recent that went up because, uh, yeah, it's it's been a whole thing. <laughs> That's hilarious, but yeah, she's yeah. like, like she's really pretty, and then like when she puts on that outfit, and I was oh, like. That- a costume is so cool and then she was like doing i don't know what she was doing she was like bending over or something and her <laughs> thighs were so muscular <laughs> i was so jealous i was like that is how i want my thighs to look and i'm getting there but i'm just like yeah she is and, and then her arms were hot. super oh yeah i'm like it's i hate it when they do this to people but they like but the thing these- is right like i know that some people might say, oh, they're over-sexualizing her and stuff like that, stick her in a costume like that. But it wasn't about that. It just made her look cool and badass. Right, it wasn't yeah. about sexualizing her or anything like that. 
And that was one of the cool things about this. Because, you know, like, always, like, I feel like final girls have, like, boyfriends and just, like, are, I don't know. I felt like this one was really good because it was just more focused on her and her brother's relationship other than her getting, you know, like, like you said, being over-sexualized. Yeah, I feel like it probably wouldn't, but I feel like this movie may pass the Bechdel test at some point. <laughs> I could, that's probably weird to say because I don't know what that means. Um, it's uh, in a movie if you have a scene where there's two females talking to each other and they're having a conversation and it's not about a male. That's what the Bechdel test is. Um, Are you telling me that there's a specific test and it's so rare in movies? Yes. <laughs> For two females to be talking to each other, not about a male? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, that's a real thing. I feel like I am Jesus right now and I want to flip this table. (laughs) (laughs) I might have got that wrong. Just give it a quick Google. But I think think that's what it is. Um, But yeah, Sienna, incredible final girl. Like, she's become one of my favorites instantly. She's so fucking badass. She just gives art absolute hell and she's fucking amazing and that that whole sequence towards the end is just incredible and jonathan as well i really liked him i think he's a really good kid actor we mentioned it before i like their sibling relationship and i really cared for them like they even looked like siblings as well it was cool Mm -hmm. um what was your favorite kill that's a hard one there was a lot of good ones um oh yeah I probably already know what your favorite kill is. Guess it. It's got to be the chick in the bedroom. It's not, you know. It's not. It's not mine either. It's, I mean, obviously it's it's iconic at this point. It's the whole, it's probably the whole reason why the movie was so successful in the first place. Because mm-hmm. it was such a thing. But I it actually was almost watched a... overkill for me. Like, no pun yeah. intended. It was too ridiculous. What were you going to say, sorry? Oh, I watched a behind-the-scenes video of that scene before I watched it, and I think it helped me. No, I think it helped because that scene is really brutal, and (laughs) I think seeing that beforehand, like, kind of made it calm down for me. Um, It's weird. For me, it did the opposite because, to me, watching the the behind-the-scenes, how they do it, is more nauseating than actually what is happening in the movie. Because it's more lingered on and there's more like, it looks, I don't know it. I don't know if it looks more real when I'm seeing behind the scenes. It's weird to say, but the way it's edited and stuff in the movie, like I'm just laughing along with art. You know, I'm in his shoes at this point. I'm finding, this sounds really weird to say, but I'm finding pleasure in, in <laughs> the, the sadism of it. Like I'm laughing along I with knew him. I you were like, going to say that. Oh my God. It's... <laughs> You I'm are not such a psycho. I'm not a psycho, <laughs> but I'm, I'm. Do you know what I mean? I'm in that frame of mind. But if I'm watching yeah. like a documentary on it, I'm like, oh my god, that looks real. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I can sort of detach myself from the reality of it. I think that's what it comes down to when it's presented to me like that in the movie, with the music in the background and the editing, and you know, the laughing clown covered in blood. Um, but no, that obviously that scene, and we'll we'll go into that scene. I do want to break that down. But my favorite kill, the the clown cafe singer flamethrower kill. So that was pretty I cool. Just, yeah, I just love it how he he does the machine gun, 
everyone dies, and then he just discovers the flamethrower and just smiles, and he just lights her up with it, and she just carries on dancing, and he just, like, copies and dances like her, and it's just... And then music's playing in the background with a little banjo song, and I'm just like, this is just so weird and mm-hmm. disturbing, and I just love it. Like, I... It I reminds me that a they would... bit of Hereditary, but it's like... I don't know, it's unique, that kill. Yeah. I just love everything about it, the way it's shot, the soundtrack, everything to that part. If they would have made that whole thing, like, a actual movie, that'd be awesome. That yeah. scene was... And I think that's probably one of my favorite scenes, with, along with my favorite kills. I really like how he killed each person one by one. Yeah, that, that was my, thought... my favorite scene. To, well, one of my favorite scenes, like... <laughs> The, the clown cafe scene, man. It was weird because, like, on first watch, I was like, "What's happening here?" I don't really. Yeah. I, I don't. Really I get still don't it. understand but it. The yeah. more I watch it, the more I love it because it's so unique. Like, I loved it, but I also loved the the costume store scene. Like, um, that was amazing. You know, when he he comes up to her and she's at the counter and she's just mm-hmm. frozen, and he's got the, the horn. And she's just like, don't, please don't. And he just brings the horn closer and just honks it at her. It's so good. Um, and that whole end sequence as well, you know, Art versus Sienna, just the way it's shot, it's beautiful. And it's, oh, yeah, it's like she a, was so dope at the end. I was like, yeah, the, the, what I said earlier, like, it's the first time I've experienced like brutal and beautiful together. Like, that whole, like, S&M whipping scene like with the feathers and the blood going everywhere and the gore it's like it's so sick and like I just love it maybe I'm a psycho <laughs> I just liked it because she I guess you know they they tiptoed around her having to take medication and being in the psych ward they yeah. didn't really like go too much into it and I feel like they were trying to say like she's giving into her like kind of like on scream five i guess whenever she yeah, like done way way better, <laughs> better. <laughs> yeah i mean so i mean there is a lot to unpack about this movie we've jumped around a bit but i do want to run through some of the key scenes and discuss them so okay. the opening scene so it, it's carrying on directly from the first one where we see art is in the morgue um, and he actually, at the end of the last one, he, he wakes up. Great moment. Well, he's actually just already awake when he unzips the bag, and it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> it's great. But yeah, at this point, he's it picks up right back where we left off. I love that. He attacks the coroner, um, which is a great scene. Uh, and then he pulls out his, his eye socket and oh, st- that, sticks it in I here. screamed at that point. <laughs> <laughs> because I had put it on before Kevin had come into the room because I didn't know if he wanted to watch it. So I'm sitting here and I'm starting to like fold laundry. And it, then he pulls it out and I screamed and Kevin's like, what, what? And he runs in and I rewind it. And I was like this. <laughs> and he was like, Whoa. I just, I love all the practical effects in that as well. Like that was a full um, like body cast as well. It was just pulverized and his head was ripped open and all that. So good. I mean, it's so gross and scary, but it's so funny at the same time. That's why I I love this. It's so funny. He does like little things like the eye thing. And and then in the background, there's almost like a supernatural storm going on, you know, like the flashing lights and the wind and like the score in the background. Oh, yeah. I'm 
just I just didn't understand it, but that's okay. Yeah, it's about him like getting resurrected. I think I think that's what that whole thing was. Yeah, um, but it doesn't. It didn't make any sense. But I mean, that's that's whatever. Yeah, but I mean, does anything in these stupid films we watch? <laughs> no, I mean, sure. Right. If we talk about a twenty four, good for her stuff, then maybe it has to make sense. But um, but then it jumps forward. So it's now a year later, next Halloween. Um, and it's it's weirdly like a jump back to the opening scene in the first one, you know, with the interview interview with Victoria and Monica Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it turns the opening from the first movie on its head because it makes it a part of this movie where he's now watching that on the TV with the pale girl. And, you know, when he kicks the TV screen in. So it's actually set right now. Um but yeah, now we get the opening titles with Sienna. She's creating a costume, and I absolutely love that. It's just such a vibe, isn't it? Like with the score playing in the background, mm-hmm. and she's just so beautiful. And you know, it's like <laughs> it, I love her septum ring as well and her makeup. Like she's just so hot. Um, she <laughs> I just, really like, liked her makeup a lot. Like we said as well, she looked amazing in that like winged warrior chick costume. Um, there's also a side boob shower shot as well, one for Kyle mm-hmm. there. Um, very, very hot. She's also um, a girl after my own heart. Uh, all the candles. I always have a lot of candles burning when I'm chilling out. Scented candles are my thing. Um, then we get, so she's falling asleep and she's like watching the telly. She's channel surfing and she sees bits and bobs of things. And then this creates this weird fucked up dream that she's having, which is very accurate because that's kind of what happens, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, I've got a note here as well, <laughs> which we will actually address at some point. Um, but I've put, why are the kids in the dream played by like 30 year olds? Um, did you notice that? Uh, the, oh, the yeah. I mean, I think that set. was the whole point. I was like... I mean, I don't really know why. I mean, was it because like they couldn't have actual like real kids getting massacred? Was that the thing? Because that would have. I think it made it more creepy to me to have the adults dressed as children, acting like children, and then getting annihilated. Yeah, but I do think that that whole scene is a really accurate representation of like an actual fever dream nightmare because of like the pure randomness, like you will dream about like the last few conscious thoughts you've had like mm-hmm. and then it's sort of mixed with your like passing worries of the day that just mixes together to create like a fucked up nightmare so that nightmare scene is like very accurate to like things that i dream about <laughs> again i'm revealing my psycho in this aren't i you you really uh, are i don't my know psycho what to do. is showing uh, <laughs> but this is the first taste we get of scared sienna and i absolutely love it like her acting scared like it reminds me a bit of like Sarah Michelle Gellar scared you know she's she's that good you know with her big expressive eyes and stuff like mm-hmm. so good um but yeah that scene love it obviously the song is just an earworm it will get stuck in your head like I love it it's just so weird there's this Burger King commercial that has the most awful god-awful song I mean, the most god awful song. And um, <laughs> I thought you were going si- to sing it for me then. I'm not going to sing it before for <laughs> you, but I'm just saying that one is stuck in my head permanently. I will not. I will never have another song stuck in my head. I can't even. I I literally want to jump off a bridge every time I hear do, this. Song. 
Is it just me or like the moment you're conscious when you wake up and and before you've even opened your eyes, just when you're conscious for the first time in the morning, you have a song stuck in a your head. A song will be playing. Is it? It's not just me, right? No, that happens to me every morning. Oh my god, it's awful, isn't it? And like, you have to listen to that song in the day or something just to get out of your head. It's like Inside <sighs> Out. Have you seen no, that film? I don't. No. It's an animated, it's a Pixar film. Very emotional movie. It's one of my favorite Pixar's. But they make a joke about that, and they send up like random commercials f- to be played in your head, and oh it's very God. accurate. Um, but yeah, love that scene. Um, then we get a scene at the school. Um, did you notice the cameo? The girl from Sleepaway Camp as the principal, Felicia Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Kevin was like, "Hey, that's the girl from Sleepaway Camp," and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah. And then Abby just said, did she forget how to act? <laughs> I was like, maybe, maybe she did. <laughs> um, right, so let's talk about it. That bedroom scene. So, I mean, this is possibly the most brutal movie kill of all time. It's definitely up there. It's definitely the most gory I've personally seen. Like, what about you? Yeah. It's it, it. Oh yeah, for sure. But like, also, Kevin and I were like, "There's no way she'd still be alive. No way." Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> but also, have you seen Home Alone? There's no way know, those I guys know, are still. Exactly. Alive. <laughs> I know this is a different level, but I mean, yeah. As soon as like she's been scalped, like most people would pass out and die, right? Mm-hmm. So like that first moment, like she would not be still <laughs> breathing at the end of all this. But I just I loved all of the practical special effects, like incredible incredible job mm-hmm. um so let's run through exactly what happens to poor ali so first of all she gets her face slashed down through her eye then she's scalped her brain's exposed uh, then her back is literally sliced open and ripped apart her mm-hmm. arm is then snapped off her hand is then ripped apart and then multiple off-screen slashes and then just when you think that she's dead and it's all over, she's still alive somehow after all of that. And she's crawling along on the floor. And then Art comes back in the room carrying salt and bleach and then pours them all over her. <laughs> and he's literally rubbing salt into the wound. And then finally rips off the side of her face. I mean, <sighs> holy fucking shit. I mean... Do you, do you think that the writer took a lot of inspiration from actual serial killers because i i uh i listen to morbid and it's a like a true crime slash spooky story um podcast which abby listens to it so you know all about it um it's a, it's a makeup routine she listens to that so there's they talk about serial killers that have done stuff like that where they will just like basically I mean, can, do can that imagine and then doing pour... that while being still alive well, that's what they would do. They would, like, I just listened to this one about this guy, and he would take boys, and he would inject them with things like that and stuff like that, and it was just awful. So I'm like, I wonder if he did research on some of the most god-awful things, and we're like, hmm, I'm going to do this. I have a feeling this is one of the kills that they just brainstormed and kept adding to during COVID when they were shut down. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, Damien's like, oh yeah, and then then um, he can come back in with salt, and and then uh, and then David Hawthorne is like, yeah, and bleach. 
this is one of them things isn't it Mm -hmm. it's just incredible i mean it's amazing brutal stuff like so intense like regardless of what you think about art the clown or the terrifying movies this scene is one that will go down in horror movie history for sure Mm -hmm. like um but it's actually not over yet for poor ali or her mum who then discovers her she's Mm. just laying on the bed and r is cutting her up and eating her and i just love this moment where he just looks over at her mum and he just laughs silently like he does and he just throws his hands up like oh well and the mum is just stood there like screaming (laughs) and then you think that ali is obviously dead at this point nope she then moves and looks over at her mum and she goes mum <laughs> and it's just the i mean she gets it the by mm-hmm. far the worst i mean what oh does she yeah do to deserve that i don't know he just had this good old time <laughs> well actually i do know what she what she did she refused him candy that's i mean you don't do that to art clearly that's a trick or treat that's what will happen to you exactly that's a sam thing isn't it trick or mm-hmm. treat um but then speaking of trick or treat when the trick or treat is cool Oh my um, he God. then answers the door. He uses oh. the mum's head that he's Dude, killed that off That scene stressed me out so bad. <laughs> I was like, are you, um, are you joking me? And then one of the kids takes some candy and she goes, Ooh, my, why is mine so sticky? Mm. And then the mum goes, Don't worry, it's just fake blood. Put it in your mm. bucket. <laughs> and then I love it when he slaps that kid's hand who takes too many pieces of candy. <laughs> it's just fucking brilliant. Mm. His personality, man, it is just incredible. Uh, I mean, h- how do you do that from someone that can't speak a word? You know, you've got Michael and Jason. Like, I wouldn't say either of those have a personality, you know, but I mean, obviously they're wearing masks. It's a different thing. But how David manages to put across his personality is just incredible. I'll always be in awe of his performances in these movies. So good. Um, speaking of Halloween, though, did you notice the Halloween 1978 Easter egg at the start of the club scene? Um, so Jeff, you know, um, the boyfriend. So mm-hmm. he, he turns up wearing a sheet over his head and glasses like Bob, like the Michael. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, there was that. Uh, so on the club scene as well, I've got a note here that says, I'm that guy, the selfie guy. Um, you know, you know when Sienna's like fucked up walking around the club. Oh yeah. And there's that <laughs> guy like... that wants to take a selfie with her. Uh, that's me. When he go, he takes the picture and he goes, "Fuck yeah, girl." And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm him. <laughs> I was so mad at her friend for for like spiking her drink with Molly. Yeah, that that was fucked up. That wasn't cool at all. Mm-mm. No. Um. I've got a I've got a note here that says honorable mention to the mashed potato scene. Um <laughs> I mean that is just another another one for the books, isn't it? Um where the mum, her body's just at the table, uh with her face just completely annihilated, and then Jonathan walks in and Art's got a little uh he's got a little pinny on and he's like serving dinner, he brings out some mashed potatoes, ringing a bell dinner bell and he just grabs some mashed potato and just shoves it in in the mum's collapsed face and jonathan's just stood there just absolutely mortified frozen (laughs) um someone else actually going back to that club scene 
I don't know if you noticed, but Sienna's voice seems kind of fucked up. I think she might be ill because, you know, obviously this was filmed during COVID. Um, the behind the scenes stuff as well. Uh, the girl who plays Ali is ill as well on her first day. So I kind of feel like COVID was making the rounds. And if you notice, uh, Sienna's voice is kind of a bit more raspy in the club scene. So she might have been ill. I mean, I'm not surprised walking around with next to nothing on. You know, oh, yeah. Old New York temperatures. Uh, oh, another shout out here to that scary ass scene when the pale girl is sat in Art's van with the glowing yellow eyes. Like, mm-hmm. it's so fucking creepy. Like, I don't have a creepy kid thing. And that's a scary moment. That um, another one where she's sat in a vanity mirror carving her face up. That's just scary. I as think fuck. I screamed at that scene too. <laughs> I love, see, this is why like, I'm making everyone watch this movie because it causes a reaction. Like, you can't watch this film and sit there in silence, even if you sat on your own. Because I remember the first time I watched it, I I cried out a few times in disbelief. <laughs> like, you cannot watch this movie, Poker Face. You can't do it. Um, actually, shout out to um, Mia on Instagram, um, <laughs> who's in a band uh, called Thunder and the Giants. I know she listens. But uh, she made her friends watch Terrifier 2 on my recommendation that it was my movie of the year. Um, and she filmed their reaction and put oh it on her story. <laughs> and in the bedroom scene, the dude's just like, oh, my God, you just can't believe what's going on. It's so funny. Um, oh, I also I love the fact that in the third act, they go to the abandoned carnival. Like, mm. I love abandoned fairgrounds. Like, I've probably told you in the past about my urbex exploring. You know, I like to explore abandoned theme parks and schools. Um, so... I loved all that. I love the. Are fact... you just looking for the back rooms? Is that I... what you're doing? <laughs> I love the fact as well that it's set in a haunted house scare attraction called the Terrifier. Like that was just perfect. I was like, oh yes, I love it. Um. Oh, and uh, something else that is a staple in a good slasher movie that I love, and that's a good old fashioned chase scene, like. <laughs> And this movie had it in spades. I love the Brooke chase. That was so well done. The epic finale when she's on the floor and he just walks in with that bat and then just annihilates her and then mm-hmm. throws acid on her face and then fucks her up with that bat. Just goes to town on her. He splits her open like a piñata and then he just rips her apart and eats her heart. That's just like, <laughs> fucking hell. This guy's intense. Um, but that was a cool effect as well when she had the acid thrown on her face and it was all like bubbling. I hated that. It, it was shocking, wasn't it? Because it was so well. It, what they did was obviously it was practical, and they used pipes. So he had little um, like Damien Leone actually blew into pipes that were attached to under her face, so it looked like it was bubbling under under the skin. Incredible. Whoa. Um, but then yeah, so then Sienna discovers her. And I just love this moment when Art is just standing there, just completely still, just watching, smiling, covered in blood. And then she notices him and then he gives her a little wave and just like slowly starts walking over to her. It's just so good. And then we get the epic Art Sienna face off and it lasts for like half an hour. Like it's got to be one of the longest final girl fights ever. It's just amazing. Like, she really fucking brings it to him as well, like, bashing his head in with that bat. Um, 
and then Jonathan runs and hides in that spooky ass chapel. Um, did you notice that Art was hiding there with the cloak over his head? I didn't notice, but I figured that was gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was a very um, uh, wax. Oh, House of Wax. House of Wax scene, yeah. That was a cool scene. Um, and then I mentioned it earlier, we get the BDSM scene. Um, Sienna and Jonathan getting whipped the absolute shit out of. But then when Sienna grabs it and then gives it back to him and she just like goes to town on him, like, and then she takes that pole and just shoves it through his head. Mm-hmm. But even that can't stop him. Um, and then Sienna gets a good choking. Art gets very handsy all of a sudden. <laughs> Chokes her. And then Jonathan takes his gun from his, uh, he's got a gun like in his leg and he shoots Art, Art holds his hands up and like flutters his eyelashes, which is funny. Um, and then we get visions of her mum. That that whole thing happens. Um, that was so weird. I just was like, what is going on? <laughs> but then like she gets pushed down that spooky hole and Art spits on her. Um, and she's still alive still. Art, like, takes her sword, a magical sword, and rams it into her stomach, and then she falls down another spooky hole, and then she has, like, a clown cafe vision where she's, like, drowning in a tank and getting pulled down by, like, creepy, like, tentacles. Mm. Um, so then she, like, passes out and drowns. Um, but then... It's very Jason goes to hell. The magical sword sparks to life and heals her, heals Sienna's wounds. Yeah, there's a lot of question marks on the end of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brings her back to life. She then prizes herself out of the grasp of the spooky tentacles and gets out the tank. And then she rescues Jonathan from being eaten by Art and then stabs him in the back with the magical sword, slits his throat, and then hacks off his head. And I just love at that moment how he pauses and just sort of gives her a nod, like touche, like good game. And he smiles and then he sticks his neck out for her to cut his head, like clean off. It's just so fucking epic. Um, and then he falls to the ground and his head rolls off. And then the pale girl appears, picks up his decapitated head. And then she listens to it as if he's like saying something in her ear. And then she laughs, her eyes glow, and then she carries it away into the darkness. And it's just like, what what the fuck? <laughs> it's so creepy, though. I love it. Um, and then it's the after-credit scene or mid-credit scene, should I say. Um, yeah, Victoria's in the hospital. She's, like, throwing up and painting the walls with profanities with her own blood. It's fucking Ugh. grim. Like, it grosses me the fuck out, that. Um but yeah, the nurses, so uh, Leah Voicey, she played the clown cafe host. And weirdly, uh, I know you don't like wrestling, but the other nurse was the yeah. wrestler, Chris Jericho. He played, yeah, the, I knew oh, that. No, it wasn't a nurse, sorry, it was a security guard. Um, but yeah, so, so the nurse goes to check on Victoria and she's seemingly given birth to Art the Clown's head who's now alive and smiling and his eyes glowing and it's so fucking gross and so weird um i guess that's two words to sum up the movie gross and weird (laughs) um unless you've got anything to add should we do overall thoughts overall thoughts are i i'm 
maybe we'll watch it again just to see if there was, you know, I don't know. It's just so gory and gross. But I overall, it. I liked it. Overall, I, I liked both of them. So, needless to say, I am excited. If they were to make a three, I would watch it. Nice. Oh, actually, we haven't really touched on, like, theories to do with the, the story. Um, should we quickly talk about that? I mean, obviously, the whole thing with Jonathan and Sienna's dad, who seemingly killed himself, uh, to quote them, like, went crazy and killed himself, right? Mm-hmm. He had a, did, did they say he had a tumour, but then went crazy and killed himself? Um, but he was drawing things in that book, which were kills that happened in Terrifier 1. Um, so there's some kind of weird supernatural thing going on to do with the father. Mm-hmm. Um, because he like drew Sienna with like a decapitated head um, in that costume. Mm-hmm. Do you have any theories with that? Do you, do you know what the fuck might happen? I, or I honestly do not. No. It, it just didn't I. make any sense to me. And I think that's why part of the reason why I just didn't yeah, love I it like as to, much as you. <laughs> I don't like to think about it too hard because that makes it not fun then. I just like having yeah. fun with it. I mean, that makes I sense. Just, yeah, no, for sure. But I, I really hope that it's not something to do with art. Like, I hope... Art doesn't turn out to be the dad or something possessed. By I, that's what that's kind of what I was thinking. But I was like, that would be so stupid. Yeah, but that would be like so stupid. Yeah, that would suck. Like, I really hope they don't ever do like an origin art thing and go back and. Oh no, I hate like, that. Yeah, no, please. I, like, I want like him to be a mystery. I want him to be like a a force of nature. Just like Michael I, Myers. I mean, even though I don't consider halloween ends the end of michael myers but just like he's just like michael myers like he just you don't know why or what he just yeah. is yeah and and kind of like freddy too like he even even without the freddy origin like the mm-hmm. way that he's sort of like this mystical thing now that lives in nightmares you know like mm-hmm. art just gets resurrected because he's part demon or something like, why is he seeing visions of this pale girl all of a sudden? Like, that's something else I didn't understand. Like, yeah, I didn't understand. I know they, maybe, they mentioned... maybe he's just a demon. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's a demon that specifically only comes for Halloween. And, yeah, you know, Possibly. that's. And then she's just his little counterpart, or she's the one. They did slight mention about, oh, wasn't this the carnival that that little girl mm-hmm. died at? And yeah, then... yeah. That's what I was thinking. I, I thought maybe. That was a victim. Maybe Art killed her at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's just sort of getting haunted by visions of her now randomly. Don't know why. Um, but it's fine. I can dig it. Like, it, those scenes were fun. You know, that mm-hmm. that laundry scene where he's, like, sat naked, like, sort of, and that guy looks over. And... Oh, my God. That scene was... I was like, could you imagine? You <laughs> are at a laundromat, and then you open your eyes. And there's just this random dude covered in blood, naked, Dressed with a, like clown a clown face on. Yeah, just like I having, think I would uh, literally <laughs> probably have an accident just like that little girl did. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that scene was that scene was wild, but it, it does set the tone for the movie because it kind of pulls the rug and it's like, whoa, okay, this is a different different kind of movie. Um, but yeah, because because Abby was like, oh, okay, like. 
that that's weird and then she was like oh it's a vision i don't know if i like that but i think i much prefer her being supernatural to this just this random girl psycho clown mm-hmm. you know i like the fact that she's almost like a vision that people see like sienna could see her uh and jonathan could see it. that was weird as well where like the pale girl was on the phone doing jonathan's voice trying to lure sienna in i hated that that was really creepy but again like all these things they don't really make any sense and the more you think about them the you know, it just makes it not fun. So let's just not, let's just not okay, think about we'll, it. Okay, we'll just skip that. All right, cool, 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 cool. Um, theories for the new movie. I have no idea. I hope no it's just as, just as batshit. Um, yeah, I'm here for it. I'm I'm very excited. Uh, but yeah, Terrify 2, I think it's hilarious. It's cruel. It's insane. It's a dark freak show, but in the best possible way. And I fucking love it. And the more I watch it, the more I love it. Another spooky season staple, that's for sure. And as I mentioned, this was my favorite movie of last year. Um, and it's crazy that I actually wasn't going to watch it. Like, I literally only did because of the buzz about it. Like, it caused me to cave in and check it out. Like, obviously, I love horror films, but, like, sadistic or, like, excessively bloody torture porn films just don't do it for me. And that's what I thought this was. Like... What I saw, I thought, oh, this is going to gross me out. Like, I'll, I'll find no entertainment in this. Like, I thought it was, like, hostile or, like, human centipede. But, you know, a film like this, it's my favourite film of last year. And it's it's incredible, that, because it's just, like, this is, like, a slaughter-thon. It's, you know, been it's been dubbed the most brutal movie of all time. And I've watched it multiple times and loved it. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um. But saying that, though, I wouldn't recommend it to everyone. Like, Oh, no, absolutely not. This is strictly for fans only of gore and slashes. Um, oh, for sure. Like, I also, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I like to show it to horror noobs as well, just to get their reactions, like, because <laughs> it's funny. But it's not It's not one. You've got to have a strong stomach, and it's not for everybody, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it, it will go down in horror history. But, yeah, we should probably wrap things up with this episode. Now I will announce the news. Um, so next episode, we will be talking more about Terrify 2 with Clown Cafe Kid number four, Francesco De Pinto. What? He will be joining us. Which one was he? Which one? Uh, he... <laughs> I can't remember. I think did he get the lollipop? He was the one on the swings. <sighs> nice, nice. Um, but... That's so exciting. How did the... Okay. Well, that's we, so cool. I, there's a couple of the Clown Cafe kids uh, that I interact with on Instagram. And he's a huge horror fan. He loves Halloween. He actually cosplays as Art the Clown, which is a whole new level of meta. Um, but yeah, he's going to be coming on for a chat about all things Terrifier and just his horror movie history and tastes. But this will be a Patreon exclusive episode. So. If you haven't already, go and sign up and you can donate for as little as a dollar a month and you'll get access to all of our bonus content, including that episode. But how stoked are you? I'm stoked. That's that's pretty dope. That's yeah. You're going to you're going to fangirl all over the place. Of course. Of course. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, that's so dope. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm sorry I kept it from you. I just thought it'd be cool to announce on it. No, that's awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, speaking of Patreon, shout out to all the wonderful people that already support us on there. Fieldmouse, John, Nicole, Ryan, Vincent, Tom, Wade, Ash, and our show producer, Kyle. Thank you so much. We love you all and hope you enjoy the episode. Um, as always, you can find all of our links at horrorhomeschool.com for links to everything, like all the platforms where you can listen to the show. Uh, our Patreon, which, as I mentioned, is bursting at the seams with extra bonus content. Um, we've just released our Scream 6 trailer reaction on there, and it's the first time you see our faces. It's actually a, a visual pod as well this time because we did a live stream on Instagram. Uh, and we yeah, just that was fun. We just archived that and have uploaded it on the Patreon. So we're going to do more of them in the future, like, because that was fun. Uh, but, yeah, if you missed the live, you can get all of that archived on our Patreon. Um, yeah, oh, also, scary stories. If you've got any scary stories, send them in. We're going to be doing more of them on the Patreon too. Um, personal social media stuff, you can follow me on Instagram at Chris J. Wakefield. And me uh, at underscore Abraham Lincoln <laughs> underscore... <laughs> We will be back soon with another episode. And remember, no candy for grown-ups. <laughs>